0: Hello, this is um, Pam, like the ghost. Who do we have on the line? Hi. Hi. So is an internet doll in the band Grossroom, Indie Fresh is on the line? Hello. Hi. Hi.
1: Oh, it's working.
0: Yeah, so is... I see we have Thomas and we have yeah. Merrick Lurch, if I got yeah. the name right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you? you can that's, call that's... me Lee. Yeah, because yeah. no one can pronounce my name right. So, yeah.
0: well, I know you as Internet X Doll, the grun
1: Yeah.
0: On Instagram,
1: and I don't know <laughs> if
0: I got your name. I don't want to butcher the name of your band, but I I have it as Großraum in die Fresse. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Großraum in die Fresse. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm American, so I'm gonna get it wrong. <laughs> 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 But um, yeah, you guys, you say it again so all the fans will know the right way to say it.
2: Yeah, it's Großraum in die Fresse. Oh,
0: cool, cool. So you guys have a really cool sound. It kind of reminds me, I know people today probably wouldn't compare it, but I'm kind of, I'm like 51 years old. So it sounds like, you know, like new romantic to me. Kind of a little inspired from craft work. Mm -hmm. And then it's got this new kind of age, new wave beat. But like people today would probably say it's more trance. Um, or you know, electronica, but I I, I I kind of feel some of the new wave in it. Um, yeah, so I, I I kind of like that. But um, yeah, I yeah. would
2: probably more consider like nineties techno music kind of.
0: Cool. Yeah, it does have yeah. that kind of beat, man. I hear a little Berlin. I hear a little Blondie in it. Um, <laughs> that kind true. of dates me from where I come from, but yeah, um, I'm a synth head. So I'm a mode guy. I'm a rolling guy, but um, yeah, it's cool. So you, you, your image on Instagram is as Internet X doll. That's that's how I knew you first, and then I realized when I clicked your links, you actually yeah. were a vocalist for this band. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I need to get her on the show because mm-hmm. my show I interview bands all the time. So, mm-hmm. so it's great. So if I finally got you on, on the on the show, so maybe you want to talk about like who's in the band and who plays what. I know you're the vocalist. So maybe introduce um, I think the other person might have dropped off but maybe talk about who was in, who's in the band.
2: <laughs> yeah so um, we have Thomas he's uh, doing like guitar and guitar and cool. then we have Ivan he's doing the um, electronic bass and we have Michi for the drums and we have a second vocalist and he's also doing like all the lights for the light sh- uh, for the live shows. His name is Stinny. <laughs> so yeah, so, oh, five five people.
0: So are you based in Berlin or, or another town?
2: Um, we are based in Berlin, but uh, so usually it's like only me and Thomas. We make the music. Um, yeah. So we like produce everything together. We write the songs and everything. And the others are just there for the gigs. So for example, Ivan, he's from London in England. And mm-hmm. Michy, he's uh, working near Luxembourg, so he lives there. But the rest of us, we're all in Berlin.
0: Well, Berlin is like, you know, close to my heart because I love craft work. You know, mm-hmm. and Prince took a lot of ideas from craft work and, you know, took that those concepts. And Bowie went to Berlin to do Low and Heroes and all those albums. So I'm I'm kind of, as a synthesizer player, I think everybody gives a nod to the scene in Berlin if yeah. they know what's going on. <laughs> um, so it's cool. So when did you first get into music? Like what age did you get into music?
2: Actually, when I was very little. So my grandpa, he was always like teaching me how to play the guitar or I don't know the word in English, but like this weird uh, instruments and everything. He was always playing like everything. So as, from a young age, I already learned how to play the piano and yeah, always loved singing and playing all instruments. Um, but actually I only got into singing because of Thomas. So <laughs> I was uh, I was in Berlin just to visit him and yeah. he was like, Oh yeah, so we have this band, and I already knew them by that time. the The band Großraum in die Fresse, um. But the singer, she back then, um. They just like split, so they didn't make any music anymore. And Thomas, he was just like, "Yeah, we're looking for a singer. Do you know anyone in Berlin?" And I was like, "Dude, I don't know. I don't really know anyone here, and I don't know anyone who's singing." So um, yeah, and then he was like oh don't you want to join us and I was like <laughs> dude I can't even sing because I've never practiced it before like properly and mm-hmm. then we went to his studio and we recorded one song and after five hours the first song was done <laughs> and uh yeah that's how I joined the band
1: <laughs> that was actually the song. Also... hey girl it, it was a
3: uh... hey girl yeah yeah we released yeah. that yeah, so I yeah, was yeah. looking
0: at your Spotify. So which song, Hey Girl, is the one you guys, the first one you guys did?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The yeah, day your, your li- yeah. in the band. <laughs> your, your latest song is Sad Boy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that song I really like. That has a lot of, like, new wave, new romantic kind of thing. I know you say that it's 90s, but I, I pick up the new wave in it. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's got industrial kind of sound to it, too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, dig it. I dig it it's really cool thank you thank, thank you, you. appreciate it <laughs> yeah but then, you know i'm an old school synthesis you know i i don't use a daw i kind of go old school i i take wow since i use modular synths and analogs and modes and i record that's so cool to take and i kind of that's why i call my stuff like expansive sound but i appreciate mm-hmm. people you know i interview rappers and hip-hop people and djs and everybody's using you know logic or do using Pro Tools or Ableton Live, but I kind of come from the time when you know Synthesis was created by like Moog and EMS, yeah, and all those guys to actually. That's so play, awesome. Yeah, to play those synths live, you know. and Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. you guys have, have a have a kind of a punk aesthetic, and you guys are actually going on stage with instruments. So that that's very totally. Positive to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's real positive to me because I, I I I hate it when I see a band and all they got is an SD card no 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 no. <laughs> that kind of kind of drives me crazy i like i know you guys are good in your home studio your bedroom studio but i really want to see you play you know yeah. so it's cool to see pictures of your band with your casio and a real drum set you know yeah that, that's very heartening <laughs> important yeah, you can important.
2: barely see that. Like uh, anyone who's like doing electronic music, they never have a live band. You know what I mean? So it's always just them on the stage,
0: and I think that's boring. So I'm really happy that we yeah, well, have I can, yeah, the I get band. Bored when, yeah, when I see them on a CDJ and they're just jumping up and down, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, like <laughs> can I go? I go to New York and I bring my mogs, I have road cases, and, and the, the people at the clubs get upset because they say. How come it's taking you so long to set up? It's kind of really, I'm using real key. Right. <laughs> it
3: you makes know, it that's... so much more complicated, everything. But
0: yeah, yeah. I got uh-huh. a sound check. Yeah, I have to do a sound check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're like, "Oh, how come you just can't plug in?" I'm like, "Well, it's not like that." But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool to, to see you guys doing what you're doing because I. I I think it just brings life into music when people really play instruments, you know. I'm, yeah,
2: I'm just... Also it sounds so different when the whole band is playing the song. So life it sounds so much different than when you just like listen to it on Spotify or anything yeah. like that, you know. So I oh, really yeah. enjoy that as well.
0: Yeah, we so want that actually. Yeah. You guys play live a lot in Berlin? Do you play a lot of clubs?
2: We want to. Mm-hmm. I had so much struggles last year moving here because I was still living in Frankfurt and I had to come to Berlin every second weekend to like do something with the band so I had to move here and it was so hard to find an apartment and everything so Mm -hmm. um, yeah we couldn't really do anything because I still had to like figure out where I'm going to live and my job and everything
0: so now that
2: yeah now that I have my apartment and everything we can like Work on other stuff. So we have played um, two festivals this year, which cool. is already great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So you were in
3: Berlin, actually too, and in Frankfurt.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Your, your first oh, gig.
1: it was
0: a big one. <laughs> <laughs> now, how big was yeah. that one? How how big was the festival? Keep had kind of dropped off.
3: Where, uh, where did We were playing. Uh, as a special performance during a, a what, what party was it like a glitter, balloon nineties yeah, like, party something like super crazy, confetti super
2: party Crazy, yeah. confetti yeah great.
3: and it was a huge crowd and we had three three songs at midnight that was that was huge that was great yeah yeah
2: that was really good
3: and it was uh, Mareike's first gig ever like first live music experience yeah. ever. <laughs>
1: They're
0: in co Well, that's, so that's, like, <laughs> well that's, that's like they always say. Like you know, if you know when you're a musician, like the proof is the fire is when you actually get in front of the crowd, and that's yeah. you know, where you yeah. really work it out. And as a band, the more you play in front of people, then it gives you ideas when you start to record for your next material. But um, yeah. So maybe talk about how do you guys like put your songs together? Do you use like a home studio, or you go into a studio and put it together? What do you do?
3: Uh, I have a a quite good equipped home studio and we just meet there and Mareike is working on lyrics and uh, meanwhile I'm working on music and then we put it together and I think that's how all of our songs, uh, yeah. We always work at it
2: like the same time so I'm like writing the lyrics and Thomas he's like making the music. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this mood is good for this song. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and we can change this. And so we just, like, figure it out, kind of. But we always, like, do it one song in one day. So it doesn't really right. take us that long.
0: So do you put it together, like, in a digital audio workstation? Or how, do you yes. put it in like, a yeah. soundboard? Yeah. So which, which tools do you use? Do you like, Pro Tools, Logic? I work in Cubase. Oh, Cubase. And...
3: Yeah, but, but I also use some hardware synthesizers. And uh, yeah, uh, I lay down some rough ideas. Let I me mean, do the songwriting in one day, basically. And uh, yeah. and the mixing and editing and all that, that takes a lot longer. But yeah, I yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the basic song ideas and within one day, not even like an afternoon yeah. or an evening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of that. I have a home studio, and I, I have hardware sense. So let me, let me dive into your hardware sense. What type of hardware do you run? <laughs>
3: Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an 80s guy, I love 80s, so I have yeah. uh, a Roland D50,
1: awesome.
3: the, a D10 as well, and a Yamaha SY77. So oh, that's on the 80s yeah. side, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I like digital actually, yeah. Um,
0: those are, I mean, those are classic, those are classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
3: love these sounds, and then I have uh, a microcorp for life. Because it's easy yep. and and flexible yep. and uh, a Nord Lead too.
0: Oh, that's a that's a good that's a good machine. Yeah, good. love that. Yes,
3: and yeah. I have yeah. I have a, a a Roland workstation also for
0: life. That's not very awesome. particularly good sounding,
3: but flexible.
0: Yeah, it's flexible. I mean, I, yeah. I, my big I use a lot of Moog. I got like Moog. Awesome! Euro, wow! Euro yeah. Yeah. And I have a like, Arturia like Mini Mini brute 2s. And oh, I that's use, so like, cool. Now I use a Make Noise Morphogene uh, Eurorack <laughs> sampler. And I sample my own stuff, and then, wow, then I yeah. run it kind of backwards, tape looping and stuff you can do with that thing. But um, yeah, then I have a math utility module that I run my MOGs into, and uh, for Make Noise and that thing's crazy. It's a logarithmic exponential uh, utility module for like uh-huh. controlled, vo- wow. controlled voltage signals, and so oh, I'm kind of old school. Yeah. I like taking controlled voltage signals. And rip yeah. them up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you I'm get, actually saying, yeah. It's I'm, I'm like saving
1: for is, an analog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The D50 was kind of cool because I had a D5 back in the day, which was a oh, dumbed, yeah, down, version. It was a dumbed yeah. down version of a D50. It was like, yeah. but it was still, it was polyphonic and it could, I ran into a chord sequencer. And so I, and then I taped it into a Task M4 track. <laughs>
1: oh, so I had a chord.
0: Nice. I had a chord sequencer, and I could run all these multi-trimble lines on that thing. They're all linear synthesis, and then I could run it by the chord sequencer and track it into a Tascam, and it kept the full sound of it, but then it didn't compress it. But um, yeah, so the D50, I I, I have patches on my, uh, I have a Juno, and it has has a D50 patches in it. It Nice. It has like soundtrack, it has a bunch of other ones in it, but
3: yeah, um, yeah. These are great. Yeah,
0: but, yeah I mean the D fifty is kind of semi. It, it kind of models in a way like an analog, if you get real deep into it. But it, it's digital, but it's a little different than a DX seven. It, it, it kind of. Yeah. I think it. I kind of think it blew out the DX seven. But
1: <laughs> I
3: had the DX seven, but yeah, I sold it for something else. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, DX seven are great. They got the aftertouch and all that. but... I, yes. I, I let you talk about that. So let me get back. <laughs> to, <laughs> all so, right. So, so when you guys <laughs> write write songs as a vocalist, do you do you come up with like the, the lyrics, or do you combine w- work with um, Thomas on the lyrics, or do you come up with it yourself?
2: Um, it's all. It always depends, to be honest. But usually, we always like find a topic that we want to say something about, and. Then we, like, make the mood for it. So, Thomas, he's making, like, the mood sounds for everything. And then we just, like, continue writing the lyrics. But first, we always, like, have a topic. And then we just, like, work it through, kind of.
0: So, I, 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 I always <laughs> ask fans, like, when you put down something, do you find that your first takes are better than, like, your fifth and sixth and seventh takes? Do you tend to go with your first versions of your songs? Or you take the later iterations like when you're Mm -hmm. writing something it sounds like you you do something in one day so you're you're trying to get it done in one session so are you more likely to take your first or second take of something or the refined version
2: yeah no usually always like the first i mean sometimes we like change everything a bit but when we have it done usually we never change
3: it
1: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah rarely but like whatever comes up that day and then we do slight adjustments like yeah but if 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 the song doesn't work then we 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 go write a new one yeah yeah
1: yeah for example
2: yeah. we um like a few weeks ago we made a new song and i was like yeah so halloween's up and everything i want to have something that's like a bit like gossy and stuff and yeah, then we yeah. like started writing that and then we came up with oh do you remember the movie Carrie it's like it's like the same mood and then we like yeah. changed a bit of the lyrics so it's like from the movie Carrie yeah,
1: Stephen so, King
2: did, yeah, cool. yeah.
3: yeah. and it all <laughs> right. came together in, in that topic That was that was kind of cool yeah
2: yeah so yeah, we just yeah, changed yeah. it up a bit and yeah the song is amazing so it's going to come out in a few weeks <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I always do ghost-themed stuff, you know, because that's kind of like Halloween's my big time of year because my band is a ghost, so. It's oh, awesome. Work. I love Halloween, <laughs> too. Yeah, I mean, my, I'm a fan of, my, like, a ghost. so, like, if I, I, I tend to do well in Halloween. <laughs> oh, great, he doesn't great. Like That's Halloween. so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> well, my, yeah, my whole stick is I'm a, um, a ghost. My whole band is a bunch of ghosts. You know, <laughs> that shit. is awesome. I love that idea. <laughs> Yeah, and then like I created a female lead character, Josephine, is me through a voice Um, a oh. vocal transformer from like Roland. Uh-huh. I I've been playing her like a like a character in a film. I kind of get into her character, and then I I stay like yeah. in her character in the song, and oh, yeah. she's nice. a ghost. She's <laughs> a ghost. And her sister is a ghost, and they. You know, and then I'm a fan of the keyboard player who's me and the, but the whole idea is kind of like gorillas like like I've, I've worked I've been working with some like uh, cartoonists to try mm-hmm. to create like a cartoon version of how i see the band. And so it would kind of look the way the gorillas do except it's like a band of ghosts. Oh,
1: that's nice. Like, that is great.
0: Wow. i yeah, love to see amazing. that. Wow. Yeah, I'm working on it. You might not see it until 2020 sometime. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting how bands work. because I've talked to bands, and some of them get really, like they spend a lot of time on a song, and they, they go to producers, and they do all this stuff. And and it, after a while, it seems like sometimes they, like, it takes the life out of it because yeah. it gets yeah. too, too overdone or too overwrought. It doesn't even feel like it, what the what the original intention was. So I found like I kind of have a jazz aesthetic. I like I like Sun Ra, I like Miles Davis, I like Coltrane, and mm-hmm. those guys like they would reinterpret their music. They have their core foundation, but when they went yeah. to play, they would always play it different, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's that's kind of like my aesthetic, like a funk player or a jazz player they, or a jam band. They kind of just go out there and take. what your style of recording because it's kind of like where I my head's at. But so what would you call your your style of music? Like you if you were gonna put it into a category, you said it's like nineties um, nineties. Yeah we like, always like say it's electronic.
2: like yeah we always say it's like techno pop with punk elements kind of
3: I think
0: that's like yeah. the best to say it. Yeah it's a techno punk type of thing. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Most, most likely,
0: yeah. Yeah, because it's hard because you can't really like EDM gets associated with DJ. It's that because it's not really song structures; it's more like dance. And yeah, the like, trance. Too fast. Yeah, trance is a little more open, and then like synth wave kind of is evocative of like new wave, and that's why I kind of came up with my idea of like expansive sound. Kind of, I'm trying to bring the idea of, like Sun Ra and Keith Emerson and progressive rock bands and stuff. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I do. Uh, awesome. you know, yeah. When you actually use a synth, you're, like you're more like a band like Churches, you know. if, you're, yeah, if you're, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like uh, New Order, and you know, even mm-hmm. the bands like Kraftwerk and stuff. That that that's a synth focused kind of new age, kind of post punk. You know? Yeah. Idea. So it's kind of where, where my head's at. But I always like awesome. musicians that go that way. It sounds like if you have a D-50, you're definitely going that way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love these bands. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah. That's that that, that, symptom that Prince used on Love Sexy. The D-50s all over Love Sexy. Um, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's a great machine. Yeah,
3: yeah, totally, yeah.
0: But uh, you see... So when um are you planning on doing more festivals going into twenty twenty or into the rest of this year or doing more live shows or you're focusing on recording?
1: Um, no,
3: I, I actually.
0: Think, yeah,
3: I, yeah I want to do more live shows. I think you do too. We we all we we we, we did like did our first live gigs this year and and it was great. Mareike is a natural.
2: Yeah. They yeah, were I want, amazing. Really wanted to take want so much that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's really, like, when you're a musician, getting the feedback from the crowd and and figuring out how to do your stagecraft is, like, everything about, like, why you want to be a musician. You you want to put down the songs and being in the studio is cool. I've been, like, I've been in a mode for the last year and a half where I've been, like, heavily recording because I got a record contract, so I've been spending all my time putting out singles. Um, Awesome. Congrats. But but, but I want to get back to doing shows, so I always do, like, Facebook live shows. For my home studio mm-hmm.
1: as oh, like a that
0: cool. i do, a, do yeah. that as a prep before i actually go and do like physical shows i'll go to boston and new york city because um, i'm close to there but um yeah my plan this year is I, I got a patreon set up to try to fund doing some new york tours and boston yeah. tours. Nice. Yeah. so um in my in my label sometimes has a showcase in new york and i might be able to play on that but um yeah it's always it's always a struggle to kind of balance between when you want to focus on writing new material and be real heavy on that and then going into you know a mode where you're touring yeah
2: i would just love to do both at the same time all the time that would be the goal
0: my day job and just be doing this all day but you know exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's our goal actually (laughs) Yeah, it's my goal. I'm, I'm always trying. I've been pushing, you know. Yeah, yeah, push. yeah. But well, this podcast kind of came about from like, you know, I was on SoundCloud and then they came to me and this this podcast is actually part of Spotify. So oh, right. they, they actually found me and they, they saw that I had, you know, 80,000 listens on SoundCloud. So I'm like, then they said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I, I'm a musician. I want to talk to musicians. Yeah. And so, so they said, well, will you come up with a pitch? And they came up with the idea, and you know, I've been interviewing maybe like 30 people, 30 different bands since 2018. We got over 20,000 listens now wow. um, since 2018. So we're at over 20,000, and uh, wow. we're on 11 platforms, and we got sponsors, and you know, it gets out there. So we're we're trying to, our, our goal in the next year is to hit like 30,000, and over in the next two to five years, it hit like 100,000 listeners. But um, oh, wow, it's great, yeah. We just want to be able to give bands a place to talk because MTV kind of disappeared as a place to talk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, and too. then you
0: then you have other people on the web, which I, who I won't name, but they charge money to only talk to them for like fifteen minutes, and then they'll charge oh, bands like cash. To, you know, hmm. and I said, you know, I want to talk to bands and give them a free platform. I have advertisers that pay me, so I'm yeah. kind of running like a radio. So you yeah. don't need the- pay. And and that's why I feel musicians need a forum to be able to talk about what they you know their music and how they create it. So
3: that's so, so cool. You, we appreciate,
0: yeah, yeah. So if you thought about collaborating with other musicians and other genres, or trying to get into a collective in your area, because Berlin is like a big music scene. So do, are you working with like the music community in Berlin <sighs> and, and trying to link up with them on some kind of scene level, maybe? Talk about um, that. To be
3: honest, it's tough because we yeah. we don't do we don't do rap and we neither do techno. Yeah, and that's it's like
2: the big, big problem with now. us. Because
3: yeah, so, so
2: many people they do more like into rap, but we are like too pop for them, and for like pop <laughs> for like pop genre, we are too techno. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of hard for us. But
1: uh, we, we, yeah. we never fit in. Yeah it's yeah. bad yeah, and that's, good. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah that's too bad because like the scene used to be like the craftwork berlin scene you know the bowie scene yeah Brian eno coming in there and uh you know doing a lot of cool stuff in berlin and it was kind of known for like you know people playing you know modes and projects yeah. and, mm-hmm. and Jupiter H you know and you know stuff like that and now like you know, that's kind of, I've run into the same thing where somebody they I tell them like I'm an electronic musician and they think I'm a DJ and they want me to DJ a party and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not about DJ and parties. I'm I'm a I'm a you know synthwave, progressive. You know. <laughs> I try to tell them, you know like when Genesis used to play. And uh, no. Yeah. Like a rock band. And like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I found in New York City there are a lot of clubs that actually still have bands, um, and so I go to the places where the bands play, and so I find yeah, I too, fit me in. Too. Yeah, I fit in where like the punk rock bands still play and, you know, mm-hmm. 80s bands, like somebody trying to do a tribute to you know, like Duran Duran or somebody trying to be oh, wow. you know, like, you know, like a band like that. You know, people new wave night and people are bringing that kind of channeling that that I can go or wow. even like, you have people doing like modular nights where guys come wow. up with their modular synths and they just that's the kind of scene I can get into, you know. Wow. It's a different scene. If I try I did play a hip hop show one time uh-huh. in New York uh-huh. and then it was interesting because then all the hip hop producers wanted to talk to me because they liked my sound. They wanted to try to incorporate my sound into their their into their um into their stick. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so you can end up in relationships. Dying? I worked with one guy and we actually uh, put together a track and we put it out um yeah so so you never know i mean i don't mind cross genre but i always tell people like i'm not a heavy sampling guy i kind of come up with my own stuff um yeah yeah so so uh, if they want that they got to go with somebody else but i'm not into like running samples and remixing them and stuff like that but (laughs) um but yeah i I think it's always kind of hard today because people have forgotten that you know music, music can come from the heart and you can have like bands And I always feel like I probably would have done well. I was around during those times, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of fit better into the scene in like '88 or '94 than Mm -hmm. maybe 2019. (laughs) Yeah, you know, but yeah, it's everything kind of comes around. There are places that are starting to say they want DJs that play with vinyl.
1: They yeah, don't want, at they least, don't yeah.
0: want CBJs. They want guys coming in with Euro racks. They want punk rockers coming in with four piece bands. You know, nice, so yeah. there are people who want to see that again because they're kind of getting tired of, of the people just jumping up and down and pushing the CBJ. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, there's there's a place for that. And, and not that they put it down, but they, you don't want it to wipe out a whole other part of music.
3: You know? Yeah, true, yeah. true, yeah. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So, what do you feel about like streaming services? Like, I mean, it allows a band to get out there. But what do you think about the way they compensate artists? Or like, do you just say, "Well, it's like the radio, and it doesn't really matter about the compensation, just using it, the opportunity to get out there"? Or do you think that there should be a better model for bands to get like income? I think well, it's obviously. Hard
2: to say. Because on the on the one hand, it's easier for everyone to just like stream something, and also it's cheaper, of course, for the listeners than like for example buying a CD or something. But no one like like all of my friends they don't buy CDs anymore just because you don't you you yeah, don't you even don't play to. them anymore. You know what I mean? So um. Yeah. I think it's a good option to have all the streaming services, but on the other hand, it makes it so hard for the artist to actually get an income from it. So it's hard to say, I guess.
0: Yeah, I found That's- what what I found is that you, when you start gigging, it's a good idea to bring merch. Like yeah. create t shirts yeah. and buttons, you know, get tapes, like you can get cassette tapes made, you can get mm-hmm. CDs made and vinyl made. Because if you physically come to a show with vinyl, your fans will buy it. If you physically yeah. come to a show with a T-shirt, they'll buy it. It's kind of you don't you don't you can't do it on a massive l- level. You have to go with like come with like a hundred or fifty copies or something. It's not like you're going to make a lot of money, but for that small batch, you can actually do kind of good. Well, I mean, you could go to New York True. with a hundred <laughs> CDs and sell them for like thirty dollars each. And you sign them all, and then you'll actually make more money than the label would give you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so if you could sell like a hundred shirt T-shirts, you can make more money selling the shirts than you do from your streaming. Yeah, um, it's sure.
1: crazy. Sure, easy.
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh, crazy that's, that's... That, your, that, your, that your T-shirt sells more than your record, but that's the way it is right now.
2: Yeah, it's kind of yeah, fucked the, up uh, right now. Back then it was easier. <laughs>
3: no, I wouldn't say but, uh, that. And, and we, we, we didn't live in that time, but I think the income just moved. So, streaming is a yeah, way of advertisement. And yeah,
0: I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we get income from merch and life.
3: So, that's why yeah. we focus on the life aspect. We play live, that's very yeah, important. And
0: live, live is probably the best way for bands to make money. It's always kind of been that way. Like, you know, yeah. 50, the 50s bands that had like the temptations and stuff, they all made their money from tour. Because yeah. they weren't the songwriters, so they didn't. They had the same kind of problem. They didn't make any money on the songs because they didn't write them. Mm-hmm. They just sang them, and so they got paid like employees of Motown. So they only made money when they did shows. Yeah. Uh, and then later, like Marvin Gaye and other guys, got bigger contracts and started saying, "I want money. You don't just you know not pay me." Um, but but the original four tops and all those bands, they didn't make hardly any money except they tour, you know, because the songwriter. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, in the old days, there was a gate where you couldn't even get into the record industry unless the A&R guys picked you. Yeah, yeah.
3: Now it just can release everything we want.
2: Yeah, that's also nice.
3: That's great. light.
0: Yeah, system. So... There's more opportunity yeah. for bands to be out there, and you have kind of got to self-promote to really, yeah. get, you know, to hit, do a YouTube video, get on Facebook, try to get a lot of people into you on the net, do,
1: um,
0: and that's that's how you make your money.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, and I don't think it's a bad thing actually, like. Um we have we have no access to all the music we want back then you, ch- you have to, to get a cd uh, from
1: yeah.
3: a, a small band you probably don't get it at your record store so yeah, now yeah. you just can go online and you get everything from everywhere and i think that's a great opportunity you can use
1: so yeah, i don't yeah, see yeah. it that yeah. bad yeah, of yeah, course they
3: to- could pay better to, to the artists to the creators to the others but still
2: yeah, that's it's, what it's, I meant. It's,
1: a, it's an like, opportunity it's yeah easier you just gotta, to like get yeah.
2: contact with everyone, but still like what the money that you get, the income is not that great for the artist right now, but I don't know, maybe they yeah. will change it. you don't you never know.
0: yeah, you just gotta find ways to mark you know to to market your music so it gets into different venues. you know and it gets into yeah. TV, yeah. film, video games, all that stuff. And the problem is right now the labels still kind of control that. So yeah. if you're an indie guy, it's hard to get your music into a video game. It's hard to get your music into a TV show because the big record labels still kind of control that. Um, that's true. So that's where you know the Spotify's and stuff in the world would be very helpful if they would help all these indie artists that are out there on their platform <sighs> and push push them in in other ways, so that you could get into films, that so you could get into you know TV, that you could get into advertisements. And it's yeah. not just the, the big guys at the, at, at the big labels controlling that. Um, yeah. That's where, where we, I think the we need a little bit of help in that where people need to kind of drive that. Cause that's totally. how, you get, yeah, how you can get out there bigger. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of st- ways that there's, artists were paid fairly. I think that's that's what we're looking for. Everybody just wants to get a fair shake uh, for yeah, what they yeah. put into it. I mean, you love yeah. it. You guys are doing it because you love it, and you, and you do it because you're passionate. Every most everybody I talk to is like super passionate about what they're doing, and they're sure. do not making massive amounts of money, but they're really into it. And I think that's that's the spark. And you never know when that spark's going to really take off, and so you just yeah. keep on doing it. You know.
2: I think that's also what we like said, like when I first started being in the band, I was like, OK, just like keep, always keep in your mind. It's a hobby. And if you make money with it, then it's nice. But don't focus on the money. You have always have to focus on the creative side of it. So I think yeah. that's yeah. the key to actually be happy with it, because I know a lot of people, especially in Berlin, they just make music to make money. You know what I mean? Because like right now, like all the trap and rap everything, I mean, it always like kind of like sounds the same, but people still listen to it. So they just like, I don't know, they just like release everything that I have. And it doesn't really matter because people still listen to it. But I don't know. I feel like those artists, they just miss like the creativeness kind of. Well,
0: there's a whole phase. Like If you go back to different phases, you know, Mm -hmm. in music, there always is like the labels tend to do something that kind of destroys the genre. If you go back to disco, the disco mm-hmm. genre kind of got wiped out because everybody started trying to just copy the Bee Gees and, and yeah. they just keep on copying, 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 and eventually people got sick of it because yeah. it kept on sounding the same. And the same thing, it potentially can happen to EDM, can happen to some of the rap. If they continue to do use the same producers and the same samples and the same beats And it's recycling over and over. What happens is people in the audience, they like it, but then they burn out. And then eventually they grow out of it and they go to something else. Yeah. This is happening (laughs) all the time. Yeah. 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 What you have to do is kind of have cross genre artists, artists that can take from multiple genres and create something that is lasting. And Mm -hmm. actually artists that can evolve and don't just get stuck and they have periods in their music. You know, like, yeah. you know, great jazz musicians and great rock bands. You know, an example of the Beatles. The Beatles were a boy band. They evolved into a psychedelic classic rock band. Yeah. And, um, and so they didn't just stay as teeny Bopper boy band. They became bigger than that. And yeah, so you, you always have to, have to like, like,
2: keep changing as well. Yeah, if you if yeah, you always example, do, like, the same stuff because you're, they're like, oh, yeah, the audience likes it. And you, like, pretty much release the same uh song all over again then it's not gonna work it's maybe gonna work for like a couple of years but after they're gonna be like okay this is uh it's just like boring or something because they people they just release the same stuff but if you release other stuff and you can uh like see how the band's evolving and everything i think that's even better
0: yeah all the great artists have like periods they all have like they move from phase to phase and you you get a different phase, you know. You get that's Bowie, also what makes Ziggy. it interesting, thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, you get Bowie's Ziggy Stardust phase. You get Aladdin sane. You get the Thin White Duke, and he changed. He kept on yeah. changing. He the spiders from Mars were super big. He could have kept them forever. He killed them, and mm-hmm. then he said. Uh, then he reinvented himself as like the Thin White Duke, and it's like it was totally different. Yeah, that's right. Great. Great. Yeah. And so that is the genius. Like looking at the way Bowie did stuff is, is kind of like a good roadmap. You know, it, it, it's like you, when you're at the height of what you're doing, sometimes you shut it down and do something else. Um, and, and it, you know, your fans might get pissed off and they like, what are you doing? But it <laughs> ends up being a, a better thing for you as an artist to grow.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. You should always focus on yourself and not like, about I mean, obviously, not. Yes. Too much about the fans, but still a bit, but always like stay true to who you are. And if you want to evolve in a different genre or something, just do it if it makes you happy and if you think it's good for you.
0: Yeah, it's kind of where you go. I mean, there's some people just, stay, you know, there's some people like to stay in the same zone and that's what they are. And that's fine if that's what they can do. You know, they can keep that going for their whole career. That's great. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, you know, do have phases and they do change and they, you know, they go back and forth between different views of what they do. Um, So I think it's really cool. It's also
2: normal because you get older and your life changes, you know? So I think it's pretty normal. Like back then I was only listening to like emo music and then I got into like hardcore and everything. And now I listen to like so much other music. So I don't know. I think it's just like you're, you're changing, and if your music changes as well, that's fine.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. So maybe I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about, like, your latest track Yeah, that's out there. Yeah, so maybe talk about um, your latest single and how you came up with that song and maybe the story behind it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Sad Boy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Sad Boy.
2: Okay, so Sad Boy is a song about my um, ex-boyfriend. Um yeah because he had like uh when when we came together he was like really cool and then i found out that he like had a drug problem and everything and he was just like being crazy so sometimes when i was out with my friends at 3am or something he was just like saying okay i'm going to kick you out and stuff like that and that was after like a month when we were together so i pretty much uh quit everything very very quick and I moved out two days after that. And um, it was just a lot of emotions. Then I went to Thomas' place. I was like, dude, you, I still can't believe what's happening and stuff. And I was super emotional. I was sad. I was like, okay, I come to a new city and everything's so crazy. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I also wanted to say in the song, not about like the bad experience, more about like, okay, um, you like consider yourself as a sad boy but you don't make me sad kind of i mean obviously it's in german but uh that's yeah, what yeah. the lyrics say it's like yeah oh,
0: you... yeah it's it's a very powerful song i mean i i i love the way it sounds i mean, I don't fully get all the lyrics there in german but i can get the yeah. vibe of it and yeah. i i like the structure and i like the like your vocals kind of you know they have a lot of feeling in them so i like yeah. i like what you're doing yeah. It's, a good, it's a really good performance So,
2: thank you yeah. yeah I think the feeling it was very emotional and powerful because it was like two days after the day I actually moved out so um, I was like still in the mood like super sad super mad yeah. and also like okay just fuck off guy so well, um,
0: do, you, do you find that when you write a song if you're coming from like
2: Sorry, I didn't get that. The connection is
0: really bad. Okay, what I'm saying is like when you're a songwriter oh, yes. and you actually pull something out of your own life, you put something personal. I always... Yeah. Does yes. that make you, do you think it's more powerful than if you just come up with a song that doesn't really have that kind of emotional basis?
2: Yeah, um, of course. So all of our songs are always like from experience. For example, um, Hey Girl is about uh, guys randomly sending you dick pics. I mean, it's not that emotional. But yeah. I still just made it, like, from my own experience,
0: like, it was
2: just like, you, <laughs> don't send it to me. Like,
0: what? Yeah, why? Yeah, that, that's a so... problem in the U.S. as well. We got a problem with that here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all over the world. So, you know, yeah. my, my, my alter ego, Josephine, ha- got somebody sending him, her stuff and they got confused. They thought they didn't understand my, my concept. Or maybe they did, and they were sending me. So so that can happen all the time. Yeah, it happened
2: so many times, and I'm just—I was just so pissed off. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna write a song about it. So that, like, we actually had like some of the lyrics were. um, direct messages that I got on Instagram like Say yeah. hey, you wanna do <laughs> yeah. something or can you send me can you send me a picture of your boobs and I wanna jerk off and stuff like that. It, I was like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. hell? Like I don't yeah. even know you. What the
0: fuck? Why are you sending me shit yeah, like that? Little, just, yeah, what I you know, the internet kind of gets people to like uh forget they like their etiquette. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they're anonymous <laughs> yeah. and they're forget, like forget their-
0: yeah, forget their common sense, and then they're like, "This is like, okay. Well, I'm just gonna go be free." You know, like okay, yeah. But your your freedom can be a little encroaching on other people. <laughs> yeah, that's what they don't have
3: in mind. Like the Mareike is a person too. It's not some <laughs> yeah. party, it just writes shit. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah, kind of what yeah. the song is about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what yep. they, yeah, we've got a problem with people doing that like I said um through the, the internet everyday. you
3: don't see that yeah that she's a person with feelings too and and has a normal yeah. life and yeah
0: yeah you can't. yeah cause, <laughs> well yeah you're cuz the thing is like you had this like image like your model like an internet model um yeah. and then you're a lead singer of a band some people get confused you know when they when you know mm-hmm. these people oh. on the net they 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 see people as like you know, I don't know. They don't see them as real. I think they start yeah. falling, into, and then they they just feel like, well, that's a star, and I can I can just do anything I want. And they're this, they're not they're not human or something. And then that's like very concerning thing. Or I think, you know, they can be crazy. So so yeah, <laughs> there, there is some kind of problem sometimes where people don't and like remember everybody's a human being everybody has feelings would you really want somebody doing that to you but they don't they don't think that way they're putting you in a different category and they feel like you're you're something else and so do you get a lot of problems because you're like your internet modeling do you get people continually model you're 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 doing something and they don't do not put yourself up there on a dating site.
2: Sorry. Wait, the connection is bad.
0: Right. Yeah. We lost a little bit, but yeah. yeah, try your yeah.
2: I think I'm back again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard what I was saying, but like people don't treat, sometimes they act like the Instagrams like a dating site. And it's like, there's artists and musicians. And actors and stuff on this site, and we're, we're doing our work. And it's yeah. like, you, you know, you're not supposed to be like asking me for a date or something.
2: <laughs> I know. Exactly. I also think sometimes, okay, if I was on the streets or something, the, the person who sent me that message, he wouldn't just come up to me. He wouldn't even have the balls to come up to me and say hi. He, yeah. he would not have the balls to just say, oh, yeah, can you send me a picture of your boobies or can I touch your body? Stuff like that. You wouldn't yeah. say that on the streets to someone, but since you're anonymous, you can just, like, set up a fake account of, I don't know, whatever. And you just send random messages to girls. And, I mean, also, like, a, a lot of my friends who don't have a big following, they also get messages like that, like, on a daily basis.
0: And it's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, a lot of trolls, a lot of guys that, like, they're that totally, like, unevolved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and they, they, it's like okay, you know, do want you go back to the cave, you know, it's sitting there for another thousand years. Maybe you'll get better, um, but, uh, but, but I don't know. It's like they're just not ready for prime time. But uh, yeah, we have to as artists, we always have to deal with that I get people they come after me because I do Josephine, and they start doing like homophobic stuff, and they do all kinds of oh, no. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you get people that just they're like they don't they don't you know, they get crazy. And I was like, you know, artists are gonna do what they're gonna do. You you you, you do stuff because it's artistic expression and you don't if you my whole thing is if you don't like it, you know, don't be a hater, go somewhere yeah. else. You know, you yeah, don't have like, to like bother somebody if you're a hater, it's like why are you gonna spend energy hating something?
2: I know. Go, go, I had this go. at my work, for example. Uh one of uh, one of my coworkers, he listened to my music. And he just came up to me and he was like, oh, that's so shit and blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) you should do this and you should do that. And I was just standing there like, dude, I think there's like probably a thousand people who don't like my music, but it doesn't mean that my music is bad or something. It just means that you don't like it. So, yeah,
1: yeah. like, why would you?
2: Yeah, like, why do you say that? Because. There's probably a lot of music that I don't like, but a, lo- a lot of other people like it. It doesn't mean that the music is bad, you know? It just means that a good it's thing. not mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's constructive, that... yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, constructive criticism is good, but even like criticism that's not solicited, like you get unsolicited criticism, like you don't really need that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not talking about criticism. I'm I'm
3: really talking about like people not liking it, like actively not liking it. Because oh, yeah, that, that it. tells me that I'm on the right track, that I'm oh. I'm creating
1: something new, <laughs> creative
3: that offends yeah. people probably. But there are like also people that love it for that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah, if yeah, I do yeah, if yeah. I do something that doesn't offend anybody, it's just eh, it's okay. All right, cool.
1: Oh yeah, and, yeah, That's and another I, thing. Yeah, def- I think def- we,
3: def- we need we need people that that really dislike it. It it tells me that yeah, I'm on the right track. Yeah, because for, <laughs> for every hater, we, we got another, another another fan.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> a famous thing where Bob Dylan went to the Newport Jazz Festival and everybody was calling him like Judas, and he went to London and he did his electric Dylan. Like right? Dylan was folk. He was doing Woody Guthrie. Yeah. He doing Arthur yeah. Guthrie. They suddenly. Yeah. Went to like London and people started yelling Judas because he went and did an electric show with the band, Robbie oh, Robertson and right? And they started yelling Judas. And it's like, but it, you know, and it was good that they hated it, but because it ended up becoming like, you know, the song like a Rolling Stone, these people yelled and screamed they hated it. And that's considered one of the, like, you know, five star. Yeah, right. Holy <laughs> rail of rock and roll. But when it was first heard live in London, people. We're screaming and saying it was shit. So it's it tells you-
3: It's almost always the same with innovative innovation.
0: <laughs> you know. But yeah, that tells you it definitely because like when you've tried to do something different, even yeah. your own fans, you know, they'll start screaming and yelling. And it's, it probably is a good sign when your own fans suddenly hate your stuff because they're like, okay, well, I'm going the right way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Just reaction is good. Yeah. So if they just like, yeah, it's okay. You you can't do anything with that. If if people hate it, you can you can build on from that.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. the passion. If you get somebody to get passionate, then you know you're right. doing something right. You're pushing buttons. And it, and you're...
3: <laughs> if there is good passion, there's all there's always going to be bad passion.
1: Always. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, for everybody that hates it, there's going to be somebody that loves it, and then somebody that gets interested, and it gives you a press, you know, and it gives you, like, you know, like the, exactly. you know, Lou Reed, like Lou Reed, the Velvets, they were not, they were hated, and now they're considered one of the greatest wow. bands ever, Yeah. Wow. nobody, nobody, nobody loved, nobody loved the Velvet Underground, they hated them, they thought they were wow. trash, mm-hmm. and then now, today, everybody goes back and acts like, well, they must have loved that, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> right. So you know, so so it's like everything that was becomes, you know, good. Like when people first try something, people were like, you know, guys like Coltrane and Davis were jazz critics were like, Oh, what are you doing? when they did mm-hmm. fusion. When Miles Davis yeah. went to fusion they said, Well, you're breaking the rules because he was like a bebop guy. And he's yeah. Fusion is brilliant. Like, Bitches Brew is considered brilliant, but people were like, oh, yeah. that's You know, so you, you have right. to challenge yourself and do stuff. And if the critics say it's crap, you know, half the time they're wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> so and ten, 10 years later, or five years, even a month later, somebody like, oh, well, that's brilliant. You know, you never know. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. You know? Then you're that guy who started it. Who was yeah, the, the brand it.
0: guy. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, if you just keep on doing what's popular, you know that's kind of like okay, it's boring. Like we said, you know, it gets boring. You know, you gotta yeah, push. Yourself. you
2: always have to break the rules to create something new.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very boring. important
0: to me. Yeah, 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 it's definitely like a key of like great art. You know, that, that yeah. I, I like anybody that's really pushing buttons is is somebody's like you know challenging you to like say, well, I you know I maybe I had to look at it, because I I love to listen to like everything. You know, I'm, I'm a music fan. I listen to jazz, like country, EDM, trance, punk, so everything. I I I, you know, I, I challenge myself to go after. Like, and I might look at something and say, you well, know, maybe I didn't like it on the first listen, and then I'll go back a couple weeks later and and, and look at it and actually like,
2: like it. Yeah, because you, you just yeah.
0: you gotta check things out. You know, and as a musician, it's always better to have like an open mind. So well, I'm just a pure.
2: It's a, like, it's like heavy, heavy the same. It's like the same when you eat food or something. For example, uh, first time when I had sushi, I hated it. But then I tried it another time and I was like, Oh my god, it's so good. And I think it's like the same with music.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We get people here in the US, all they want to go is the Mickey D's and that's it, you know. It was like it's like you don't want to try anything else and no nope. I'm going to Burger King, I'm going to the Mickey D's and that's it. You yeah. know, like, Well, why why don't you try something else? And it's like you can't they're just, like, stuck. And, yeah. um, and it's always hard because, like, you're looking for better restaurants but people want the very bland. Hmm. Oh, hotbed of music, but right now it seems to be undergoing the same thing that we're having here where, you know, certain genres are taking over and kind of, like, not allowing other stuff to be there. Um, so that is, like, a struggle. Um, but but I think that because you have yeah my network, these are the these are the kind of things that can help the, the, the get out the word on on new bands and get them from out from your neighborhood in Berlin and now people <laughs> on Spotify are going to hear you. Um, yeah, so that's cool. You know, they want to push you out a little further. Um, yeah, so what we, we like to do is we like to bring bands on. Like, if you have, if you guys put it together like an album or you have a bigger uh, a release coming, you can come on the show in the future. And we, we've had people on the show three, four times. Like, tomorrow, we're talking yeah. to a band in London that we, we've talked to like four times. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah, they just got a brand new record coming out, The Muted. And uh, the two punk brothers, they're inspired by Green Day and The Clash. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. we like to bring people out a lot. So, like, if you guys want to come back on, you know, get in touch. with Oh, you we have would a love discussion. to. Yeah, we'll I put it out. We have a release in November, so. Yeah, yeah, if you have something that you want to my... do, or, yeah, release show. We've done shows where we've actually gone down to, like, a whole release. So, is it, like, an EP or just a single? It's a single, but um, there's a music video, and
3: we, we, we got some backing from, uh, from a distribution oh. company we work with, so.
0: Yeah yeah. Um, could, sense, yeah, yeah, we could, we could definitely, yeah, we could do mm-hmm. a show for that. Like, give us, give me a heads up. Uh, we're starting to book for November, so if you guys know awesome. when you want to do it, um, we could do That'd it. That'd be great. The same, Thank you. Yeah, yeah if you want to yeah, do it on the same time, me. yeah, we could. Um, you know, just coordinate it with me. Tell me when you want to do it. what has the biggest impact for your release, and uh, mm-hmm. we can talk about it. And put, And the cool thing is, our program will put hyperlinks that actually are clickable. So if you've got oh, a video... Awesome. Yeah, so when we put this out, we're putting the link to your Spotify, to your band, and we're putting to your Instagram, to your internet at all. We're putting your your link on here as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, so if you've got, like, YouTube videos you want us to push, we can push those, Um, you know. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, amazing. That's that's helping a lot. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank yeah, we, we love to talk to musicians. That's what we're all about. We want to talk to everybody that's got cool stuff. Everybody should go out, and uh, listen to Sad Boy, download it, go to Amazon if it's on Amazon yeah. and buy it. Go to yeah. iTunes Everywhere. Uh, buy it. Like I'm trying to tell people <laughs> if you love a band and you really are a fan of the band, go where you can buy it and buy it. You know, yeah. you go and so it's like show to show the love to the musician you love and buy their record because that's how they get money to make more music for you. So if you love this band, you need to go and support them and tell your friends to do the same thing.
3: That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. (laughs) Tell your
0: friends about it. Yeah. You tell everybody about it because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your
2: friends, your mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even that guy that you don't like, tell him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Give us some tell haters, on, also.
0: Yeah, tell the haters <laughs> they need to change their mind. They need to learn how yeah, to grow. maybe the haters <laughs> will buy it. <laughs> yeah, we give them to grow. Like, give them to learn something. All right. So- <laughs> We're great great to have you guys on. We we'll, we'll talk to you again. We're going to send you the links tonight. You'll get them start getting them tonight as they get active. There's about 11 different platforms this is going to go to. Thank you so much. Including, Thank including you. So including iTunes. For us. Yeah, it's going to be on iTunes and Spotify and uh, Radio Public, a uh, bunch of other ones, Overcast, a bunch of a bunch of different places. Too many names. Right. Yeah. We'll tell you. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Thank so you too. Well. Thank you. Have All
0: a right. good night.
1: You <laughs> too. Have a good night. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>